laughed as he turned around slow They said, you ain't welcome round here anymore You just might as well go He wiped the blood from his face as he slowly came to his knees He said, I'll be back when you least expect it Hey everybody, welcome back to Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Conservative Talk ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I want to invite you to check out my website, freedomspeaknm.com. You can listen to replays of all my shows. You can even download the show notes that I use for each show, and it's got the links uh, to all the articles that I'm using as reference and links to the videos and, and even links to the music I use. By the way, that, that particular song there is another one of my favorite groups lately. is Poor Man's Poison, and the title of that song is Hell's Coming With Me. <laughs> I love their stuff. So anyway, I'm here with my guests, Sean Ebright and Mark Abramson from Los Ranchos Gun Shop, and uh, we've been having a fantastic conversation. Welcome to Hour 2. So we were talking a little bit about this Biden speech in New Mexico. The Democrats are getting, uh, they're, they're getting scared. They actually think that uh, we might be flipping New Mexico red. I mean, that would be wonderful if we did, uh, if we flipped it red. it would. It, honestly, I am happy with any result that gets MLG out of office. And I've been saying that all along. So I think both of you guys will agree with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know you're both supporting different people. That's okay. I'll be happy with either one. So so this Biden speech, he was just he was saying a lot of things that are just you, you've got to listen to what he's saying. It's like, yeah, it's true, but it's deceiving. Okay, like for instance, he's trying to say that under his leadership and under MLG's leadership, that they have had record job creation. Okay, um, that's probably true. <laughs> but why is there record job creation? Well, because they broke the record on destroying jobs. So you break something and then you fix it and you take credit for it, but you don't take credit for breaking it to start with. Now, the thing is, like when we're talking New Mexico, MLG uh, brutally shut down businesses across the state. If you weren't a Walmart or some big corporate entity, you got shut down. You were non-essential. All the people that worked for that business, they were also non-essential. You know, they, they talk about us referring to illegal aliens, and they'll say, oh, well, people aren't illegal. Well, people aren't non-essential. Everybody's essential. Ask them, and they'll tell you, yeah, I think I'm essential. Especially when it comes to working and earning a living and feeding their family and keeping a roof over their head. Yeah, that's pretty essential. So, have they created a record number of jobs? Eh, probably. I don't know. I haven't looked at the numbers, but eh, I, I can probably say they're correct on that one. But the thing is, is do we have as many people working as we did before all of the nonsense lockdowns, which, by the way, were unconstitutional, illegal in every way. Will they ever be held accountable? I don't know. But the reason I can say this is a fact is the proof is everywhere you go. You, get, you go to your favorite restaurant, 
that before all the nonsense used to be open six, seven days a week. Now they're open four days a week. Why are they open four days a week? Not because they don't like making money. They're open four days a week because they can't find enough employees to cover the shifts. And this is everywhere. There are help-wanted signs everywhere. If you want a job, all you have to do is say, is pick where you want to work. And I guarantee you walk in there and you'll probably be hired. That's how bad it is. <clears throat> so this is the kind of deceiving stuff that they say. They say this and, and they're the brain dead, mass formation that follows them, just gobbles it up and believes it. And they say, oh, yeah, this person's so great. MLG is so great. Look what she's done for us. She's kept us safe from the dreaded virus that was going to kill us. They believe all the nonsense. So there are people that are just true believers of MLG, true believers of Biden, that are going to vote for them. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to vote for MLG. It's a sad fact. Well, and a lot of them are the people that are still, uh, that are the, you know, part and parcel of the cause of all those help wanted signs sitting at home collecting those enhanced unemployment benefits that were given to people to keep them unemployed and relying on the government, which, if I may add a side note, is uh, the quickest way to create a slave is to make someone completely dependent on you. Sure. But, you know, that was, uh, and that was a big talk where I work, you know, because, uh, you know, we don't get paid... You know, we don't get paid chump change where I work, but, uh, you know, for somebody doing what we do, if we were to collect unemployment, we, we would have actually been making almost $700 a month more than we were if we were working. And it's, you know, it's, it's disgusting. Well, they're incentivizing people not to work. Right. Yeah, I mean, when the state shut us down and the state police actually came in and shut us down, uh, we got them to agree that we could still do transfers because there's a state law that says we had to do firearm transfers. I had one employee stay because he didn't want to stay home. All the others took the unemployment and made a lot more money than I was paying them at the time. They started coming back when they were bored to tears because my employees, I'm lucky, my employees like to work. Hopefully they like to work for me, but <laughs> yeah. But they were making a lot more money staying at home, and you can't pay people to stay home. And it's interesting because one of the reasons the unemployment numbers in New Mexico look so good is there are so few people in the pool. We have people that just aren't looking for work because they'll get welfare benefits or some kind of continued enhanced benefit from the state and from the feds, and there's no motivation for them to work, or they don't have the skills for this current economy. Right. One of the great tragedies of this last legislative session was, one of the many, but was the increase in the minimum wage. Employers who are already down and suffering from being shut down and coming back were wondering how they could pay. And we saw the large companies, the McDonald's of the world or the Sonics, go to more electronic payboards requiring fewer people. And the only saving grace of all this runaway inflation that we have, oh, I'm sorry, it's been in check since Biden That's right. took, yeah. took yeah. on that challenge. Inflation doesn't exist as far as but Biden's concerned. inflation... 
has brought that wage into being pretty easy to tolerate right now. Yeah. But who's paying for it? Well, it's more of the passing the buck. It's, you know, they raise the minimum wage that gets passed on to the person owning the business, that gets passed on to the manufacturers. As a result, everything's more expensive and nothing changes. And And things are a lot more expensive. And to be told that there's price gouging, is there price gouging? Yeah, there is. There are companies out there that are overcharging because of supply chain issues. But it's not the oil companies. Well, they're wondering if they're going to have a supply tomorrow. They're wondering, it's like, wow, do I need to charge extra so I can save for a rainy day? I mean, I think that's what's happening. They're saying we have maybe 10 days of diesel fuel left, so everybody's freaking out, you know. Well, they should be. That next shipment's not going to be coming in if they don't do something about it. We still have not resolved the claims of the uh, rail workers. They are still eligible and liable to strike. And they will do that and shut our economy down. And in all fairness to organized labor, and some fairness to organized labor, (laughs) they control our economy right now. And if the rail workers go on strike, watch out. Things will stop right now. Because you watch these trains, they are a mile long coming through Berlin. Yeah. And if that stops... Our economy stops. Right. And we ought to be concerned because the president assured us that he was going to get that resolved. And it's still an open issue. Nobody talks about it. But everything stops when that happens. If FedEx and UPS don't have diesel fuel to run those trucks between cities, our economy shuts down. That's how it's all interdependent, and people forget about it. They don't think about it because it just seems natural. And like I said, this is all Biden's doing. It's all on Biden's watch. All. All of it. It is. It's all on Biden's watch, and to get more into— Biden has literally caused a worldwide crisis. Right. And to get more into what some of my friends call a conspiracy kookville when I talk about it, is, you know, this is all part and parcel to what everybody's been talking about with the Great Reset, killing the entire world economy and mm-hmm. putting everything back under a central leadership or currency. And, you know, it's just another stepping stone to the new world order. Well, and, and they've broken everything. They've broken the economy. They've literally broken the world economy. Mm-hmm. And they've broken people. You know, with the exception of people like us that are awake and we've red-pilled and we realize what's going on, we're paying attention, we're asking questions. But I would say that we're probably in the minority. What do you think? I would think it is the minority. I think that small business um, gets it. They may not feel empowered to do anything about it. When you were talking earlier uh, about mask mandates, Mm -hmm. restaurants enforce the mask mandate especially in the albuquerque area i think as you got to roswell and then to carlsbad probably less so yeah they were pretty much saying now nah, we're not going to do that but in albuquerque because you have so many governmental entities that could walk in seven days a week and shut them down people had to wear a mask walking in the 10 feet to get to their chair then they could take their mask off well, science. 
We, it's about the science. I mean, we started an advertising campaign to stay hydrated. We just told people, bring yeah. in a bottle bring of water, a bottle of water and water drink. That's, that's right. right. I, I heard that commercial. I thought that was and a good one. Because if you're drinking, it's all okay. Yeah. And that's the lunacy of the governor and her personal physician, who's the Secretary of Health. Yes, Dr. Disgrace. <laughs> telling us what to do. Is there science behind what she did? There's some. But the fact is, if you're vulnerable, if you have a health issue, take action. I mean, the fact is there are people who do have health issues. Mm -hmm. And they know who they are. They don't need to be told. (laughs) And if you don't want to kill grandma, take the steps necessary to protect grandma. But that does not mean shutting down your school system to make us 51st and holding firm with no plans. You don't have a CYFD that continues to put miscreants back on the street on the one hand or incarcerating them when they shouldn't be or putting them back in homes where they're killed and no one says anything because, oh, we're poor and it's New Mexico. Yeah. We're poor and it's New Mexico, but we have to do this to save lives and protect grandma. And by the way, to protect grandma, you're going to have to watch her on her deathbed via Skype because you can't come see her. Right. And that's really going to help grandma as far as her will to live. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just terrible. Let's isolate like, grandma. Let's uh, don't let grandma trust, see any of her relatives or any of her yeah, kids. Trust or grandkids. the science. The science is settled. That's the thing about science. Science is never settled. No, it's not. And, If we learned anything, and if we listen to Dr. Fauci and believe him, the science changes, which means the things he said, whether about AIDS back in the 80s or COVID in the last two years, two and a half years, things change. And you know what? Sometimes he got it. Sometimes he didn't. But he was always sure of whatever he said. You know, the thing that annoyed me all along is that people took what the CDC said as law. I'm sorry, the CDC doesn't make laws. The CDC doesn't tell me what to do. The CDC does not have that authority. You know, just like Biden saying that he's going to, he all by himself, he's going to sign an executive order and forgive student loan debt. Uh, I'm sorry, that's unconstitutional. Joe Biden does not control the purse strings of the government. He does not have anything to do with the money. That's Congress's job. And those are, ele- those are people that we elected, that we voted for, that are, that are representing us, and they make those decisions. They vote on those decisions. So a lot of things that are going on, you know, just like the CDC ordering people what to do and, and ordering businesses what to do, they didn't have the right to do that, but people, the reason they got away with it is because people went along with it. They did what they were told. People did not push back. If everybody was pushing back, if everybody in this country said, no, I'm not going to do that, what are they going to do? Lock us all up? The, Shut us all down? Well, what, what's happened is we've gone, and this, I mean, actually goes back to Nixon and the so-called imperial presidency. But ruling by executive order may or may not be unconstitutional, but it's troubling 
because our legislature is really the body that is supposed to give us the law and the executive executes that law. Yeah. And we've gone away from that. And I mean, Biden's doing it. Trump did it. Obama did it. Clinton did it. You know, both Bushes. Um, Reagan, to a yeah. lesser extent, because he could work with the legislature. Right. What we have now is a dysfunctional legislature where your whole job, whether it's with a Democrat leader or a Republican leader, your entire job is to undo whatever the other side wants rather than moving the ball forward. Who's the pawn? The American people. Right. We're the ones left holding the bag after all this. I've come to the belief that they all lie. Republicans will tell you they want to do things, but they don't do it. Democrats tell you they want to do it. You know, Democrats want to take your guns, but then they don't do anything about it, even when they're in control. Do they really want to do that, or are they exciting their base? Republicans promise all kinds of relief, but can't get it through or don't push it through. Do they really want that change? Or are they trying to make political points and raise money? It's money and power. I just take exception exception with you on one thing there. I believe the Democrats do want to take our guns. And I do believe they are taking action to do it. Only they're doing it just a little at a time. That's what I think. They're doing it, but... They're totally in control of our legislature. You know, and Biden has been blatant about he really, really does want to take away our guns. He would like to take Mm -hmm. away all. He he classifies every gun as a weapon of war. Yeah, I've seen him do that. I've seen them do the commercials on TV. I I showed where they were talking about weapons of war the other day. Just like just like uh, Pacheco that's running for sheriff. You know, they're running an ad against him saying that, oh, well, he's backed by the gun lobby. And it's like, so he don't want to keep you safe. It's like, okay, now how does that make any sense? Pacheco wants to protect your Second Amendment right to protect yourself. So how is that? How He's, how does that make any sense? Right. And coming and him saying that as a candidate for sheriff, I mean, you can take Second Amendment and everything out of it. All he's telling you is, I'm going to do my job as a sheriff and protect your constitutional rights. It's it's troubling because his opponent is getting money from Moms Demand Action. Why? The sheriff has no authority to change the law. No, the sheriff only enforces the law. So the. I mean, it's all in the legislature. But Raul Torres has been backed by Soros, has been backed by Moms Demand Action, not just in his run for attorney general, but he's, sadly, because I like the guy personally, but he's bought and paid for on the anti-gun side, but done nothing. He's delivered nothing, yet they still give him money. If, If Paul... Which is funny because he's running as Pacheco, but it's Pacheco. Pacheco? That's his real name, yeah. Pacheco's a little more New Mexico friendly. I know, but he's he's Portuguese. He's explained this to me. It's a Portuguese pronunciation. Paul's a good guy. But the amount of money he got from the gun lobby, whether it's from the NRA or Gun Owners of America, is chump change. It's thousands of dollars, not tens of thousands of dollars. 
look at how much his opponent is getting from the anti-gun side when there's nothing he can deliver. There's nothing he can deliver because the prosecutor's office, whether it's Raul Torres or whoever takes over that office, isn't going to be able to prosecute because they don't have the money. It's a money issue. They all talk, but they're not delivering on what the people want, which is bad guys in jail. And the police arrest them. APD does a fantastic job with the limited resources they have. Oh, and especially the especially the atrocious nannying that they're getting from the DOJ right now. Their hands are tied on so many things. I feel bad for APD. But if you look at how much money the mayor is spending on foo-foo things, I mean, and quality of life is important, but I'm talking about whether it's support of Planned Parenthood or or you know other things let's go to essentials let's make the city safe and we don't have the resources to do it and if you're a police officer and you're personally liable for everything you do how excited are you to go into a situation that you're going to get sued over well, exactly. And, you know, these men and women of the Albuquerque Police Department out here doing what they can to patrol the streets. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen it in the news. As far as violent crime goes, Albuquerque has cracked many top 10 lists and they're up there above cities that are much larger. And, you know, they have, you know, I mean, I'm working in public safety myself. I understand that it's a it's a hard job, but you know, the uh, the way that APD has been treated, especially by the mayor, the DOJ and everybody there, they have an almost impossible job. And it's, you know, I salute them for going out there and doing what they can. So here's another thing that he's he, that Biden was really, really hammering on in his speech that he made. He he referred to more than once how big pharma. Implying how evil big pharma is yet. Okay, if, if you think, which a lot of people don't think, they, they think about, oh, well, you know, they're thinking about the high price of their prescription drugs that they perceive as being a high price of their prescription drug. And it's like, well, like, they probably are. I mean, some of these prescription drugs, I don't know how people buy them. I mean, they're so freaking expensive. I don't know how they do it. But when he refers to big pharma and tries to demonize them, yet at the same time, he's been promoting them for the last couple of years, making them rich by forcing this so-called vaccine down everybody's throat and allowing it to continue despite all the evidence, people dropping dead all over the place from this thing, and they keep pushing it and they keep pushing it. You know, my, my theory on, on this about they're, they're going to keep pushing it because if they were to ever admit that they were wrong and that people, a lot of people are dying from it, well, they would open themselves up to lawsuits. And it's like, I don't think they're ever going to do that. They're, they're, it's kind of like, like this thing I've heard with criminals. It's like once somebody murders someone, the next murder gets a lot easier. And it's like, once you've done it, it's like, oh, you're in it. It's like, oh, what's another one? And it's That's not the only way. liability as far as lawsuits go. They sit there, they admit they were wrong or they push something faulty. That... Uh, that that goes completely out of the realm of civil law. That goes into uh, crimes against humanity. They have yeah. murdered people, and they they did it. 
knowing that this was untested, knowing that every mRNA vaccine or procedure that's been tried in the past has had a 100% death rate. They have, I mean, it's, it's, this is one of the biggest crimes against humanity that's ever been perpetrated. I mean, there's billions of people out there that have gotten this poison injected into them and for them to even backstep a little bit opens them up to something a lot more bigger than monetary losses. I think that every one of the companies that was working on the so-called immunization has a get out of jail card. I do too. The fact is they, no one's paid for that shot. No, you didn't get one. So you didn't pay. Nope. But no oh, I, oh, I've been paying for it. Trust oh, me. Oh, we've all paid. Yeah. We've, we've all, all been paid paying for it. it. We've but, all paid for it with tax but dollars. You're not seeing the bill. Yeah. Because the government's paying for it. So there is no way they're going to ever be held accountable, even though it's turning out that the science behind what they were getting approved, you know, may be effective in the vast majority of cases. We don't know. But what we're seeing is that it is not an insignificant number of people that are having adverse and permanent consequences from getting that so-called immunization. Which should be unacceptable. And, oh, it is unacceptable. Yeah, it's unacceptable to me. But, but it doesn't seem to be to them, it, though. No, it, it's normal to them. Don't you guys remember in high school when, you know, you'd be going to lunch and hanging out with your friends and... Uh, you know, old uh, Jimmy Baker would just drop dead in the hallway suddenly? Well, you know, I got into an argument with somebody a while back that I think is probably a victim of the mass formation thing, which I mentioned at the beginning of the show, in which uh, this woman told—I got into this discussion with her about these vaxes, and, and, and I said, well, you know, even according to the VAERS report, there's been at least 10,000 people that have had severe— rat reactions or even died from this shot and she said well you know yeah but look how many look yeah. how many it saved it saved but millions you, and it's like how do you know it saved millions how do you know how can you say that how can that's the thing that they say they say oh well we saved millions of lives how can you say that you what what are you looking at the alternate reality in which these people didn't get a shot and they died and now you're looking at this reality and they didn't how how do you say make a statement like that I, I don't know it's, it's wild because the vaccine, as it's called, is not really what you and I would agree is what the work of a vaccine. The reason we get a rubella vaccine, you know, the measles or, yeah. you know, even a flu vaccine, is if we come into contact with that disease, we're not going to get it. That's why yeah. we do Well, it. that's what a vaccine's supposed to do. And that's right. You don't get a were, mild case of it. But you don't get it. That's what we were told this one was going to do. I've never heard of anybody getting a mild case of polio, have you? If you live. <laughs> would that would that explain John Fetterman? Maybe? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, I mean the old the vaccines that that we all got, it was, you know, incubated. We got a diluted version of the virus our body itself learned how to fight it off it wasn't this vaccine didn't fight it off for us nobody was monkeying with our dna or anything and now they're shooting this into people that is causing their bodies to produce 
unchecked amounts of spike proteins, which are leading to blood clots and everything else. Plus, you have the nanoparticles in the vaccine. And we don't been, know how it's going to affect the next generation child, child, childbirth. Um, we don't know how it's going to, you know, that's why they test these things yeah. for years and years yeah. and years. They want to see what the long, yeah. well, we're not going to find out what the lo- long-term effects are. We, the people that got the jab, are the test subjects right and there's something and uh, i'll email it to you because i don't have my phone with me but there was an article i was reading there was a hospital in uh, fresno california this was yesterday and they were uh reporting a massive massive increase in the amount of stillbirths Mm -hmm. that they were dealing with i mean this this vaccine's killing children it's killing adults it's killing everybody In, in in my case uh, my wife got the vaccine, first shot, had a negative reaction. Um, so they would not, it was an allergic reaction. So she never got another shot. She couldn't. It would kill her. I then had to make a decision. I'm not saying it's valiant, but I said, I'm not going to bring that home. So I got vaxxed. I got vaxxed. I got the second shot. And I've been boosted once. And you know what? I'm fine. But I'm not getting boosted again because there's no science to support probably what I did. Hopefully there's no long-term effects for you, Mark. Exactly. And we don't know what the long-term possibilities are. Right. I've had physicals. You know, I I never got the myocarditis that others are getting. I never got other flu-like symptoms, nothing permanent to my knowledge. I'm okay. But I'm not... I don't tell other people what they should do. Yeah, That's a right. decision I made for me and my family. Right. So, hey, guys, we're at the break. Um, so after the break, I want there's a couple little points I want to make on this, and then we'll move on. I want to talk a little bit about this controversy going on with the Paul Pelosi thing. And there again, it's one of those things where people are not asking questions. And I also have an interesting clip. I I found this guy ranting on Twitter the other day. I had to really do a lot of clipping a lot of colorful language out of it, but you barely noticed that I did that. (laughs) The guy's got a real potty mouth. But it's like, so, but it's how... How people, they'll, they'll say, oh, well, these MAGA Republicans, they're so evil, and they're doing this and that and the other thing. And at the same time, they're doing exactly the same thing that they're accusing the other side of doing. So I just want to point out an example, and I thought that that rant was a perfect way to do it. So anyway, we'll be, we'll be right back. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. At Los Ranchos Gun Shop, we support law-abiding folks learning to operate their guns safely. Some look at a firearm and see only weapons of war. If the mayor is telling the police to stand down when criminals act and release them into our community without consequence, well, who can you rely on to protect you and your family? Safety and awareness is what we preach and teach. It's your right to be safe in your own home and community. Take up the responsibility. No one else will do it for you. Stop by our new location, 6621 4th Street, Northwest in Los Ranchos, or call 505-345-4276. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214. Or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same-day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. everybody, welcome back to Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you're listening to Conservative Talk, ABQKDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. My guests were jamming down on that song. That's some Megadeth, isn't it? I think that's, uh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I love Megadeth. They're, they're pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so um, 
I'm here with Sean E. Bright and Mark Abramson from Los Ranchos Guns uh, Shop, and um, we were talking about, uh, before the break, we were talking about this Biden speech, and there were just a couple more points I want to make on it, and then I want to move on to this controversy on the on the Pelosi attack thing, and it's not necessarily <laughs> just about that. It's about how the mainstream media, they just keep things from us and they manipulate the news and it's like we never know really what's true and this is like a perfect example of this i i think it's totally a perfect example of this so a couple of the last points i want to make on this biden speech is you know i made he made the claim about uh, how there's been a record job creation which is probably true after they destroyed a record number of jobs and then the big pharma which yeah they've made them big they've supported them they're you know they love big pharma you know everybody's got the, got their got their hands out everybody's getting their pockets lined from this whole scamdemic and people are being literally murdered i'm just going to call it that by these drug companies and their accomplices that are actually still pushing this clot shot when they know that people are dying from it. But there's just too much money out there. They just can't resist it. They can't help themselves. Not to mention the fact that if they were to ever admit that they were wrong, they would be setting themselves up some, for some big liability. So will they ever admit they're wrong? Will they ever be held accountable? I doubt it. I really doubt it, ever. So on with the other thing. Uh, okay, the claims that Biden's making. He's claiming that if the Republicans get into in power, they're going to ban all abortions. That's complete and utter nonsense. It's like, number one, women that are in physical danger to where in that, and these cases are rare, very rare, actually. But if the situation ever arises in which the doctor determines, okay, you know, if you try to take this baby to term, it's going to kill you, then of course that option is going to remain open. Of course it will. Right. But they're trying to claim that, no, you're going to force these women to die. It's like, that's absolute nonsense. Not going to happen. And the other thing was, is the Democrats, MLG, Biden, they're claiming that if the Republicans get in office, they're going to do away with Social Security and Medicare. Where did they come up with this? That's... That would be political suicide, for starters, for anybody that did that. And, and number two, people paid into these programs, and they are entitled to get a return on these programs. I'm only a couple years away from being able to benefit from those programs. I've been paying in it my entire working life. So am I entitled to a return on that? Yes, I am. That's one entitlement that I'm really entitled to. You know, I, I don't think people are entitled to things in which they paid nothing into. People are into these entitlements all the time and handouts and things like that, like, like the student loan forgiveness, which Biden has no, no right to forgive that debt. I mean, there's a lot of people involved. There's banks involved in that, which put out their money and trust that they were going to get paid back and all of these things. And it's like you borrow the money, you got to pay it back. I'm sorry. That's just the way it works. And I think that uh, the, the name entitlements, especially when it comes to Social Security, I think that's kind of a misnomer because Social Security is more of an investment. It's an investment that everybody pays into expecting to get a return. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, the whole, uh, oh, they're going to get rid of Social Security. They're going to, they probably got that from the same place they got the COVID science from. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know where they got that from. I, I would suggest that there are 
Um, it's a libertarian notion. Nothing wrong with libertarians. Thank but you. <laughs> I got I, you, Sean. I, I, am, I am a libertarian. I didn't... A, but, a true libertarian, but yes. But I'm sure someone at some point wrote a really scholarly piece in the Cato Institute, um, which is a wonderful journal. But it's a theoretical aspect looking at, is this the best thing for America? Going, you know, taking a program that was developed in the early 30s and still where, by the way, you know, the projection was if you live to be 65, you'd be dead by 69. Mm-hmm. The program That's was, the way it used to be. Exactly. But people are living longer. And, and that's because of medicine and better care, better overall health. We know more. Yeah. It's, and that's all great. That's part of the success of this country. But the fact is that we have a program that is generally regarded as sustainable. But I'm sure in a theoretical world, yeah, we could get rid of it. Jack Kemp talked about it a long time ago. Grandfather it for people, you know, like like you, Rebecca, you know, where, you know, you're about to get it. We're not going to take away. it away from yeah. it. But we ought to just tell people in their 30s or 40s that other than maybe disability, you're not going to get it. Yeah. But it comes from somewhere. But the fact is that a fringe element, and I'm not talking about libertarian fringe. But, <laughs> oh, no. Libertarian but, fringe is weird, and that's coming from a libertarian. <laughs> but there's a fringe element on the left that says all kinds of crazy stuff. There, some of them are in Congress. Well, but, there's people on the right <laughs> doing the same thing. That's the thing. And there's a fringe on the right that says crazy yeah. stuff. And that doesn't become the mainstream message of what somebody wants. Do I mean, you could take that an extreme on any position. Yeah. And you'll find someone who said it. Yeah, probably. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. But that's a hot-button issue. Don't mess with my Social Security. Right. But they just did. They gave a huge increase to everyone on Social Security. You know, you mentioned earlier, and I disagreed with you on this point, about how the Democrats don't want to take away the guns. I, I believe they really do. I think they really—there are a lot of—maybe not all of them, but there are a lot of them that actually do want to take away the guns because they've got an agenda. Their agenda is to take over everything, and the guns stand in the way of doing that. They, you know, As long as the guns exist, as long as all these Americans, millions of Americans all over the country, have guns— they know that they can't go all the way with all-out tyranny because they know they'll, people will reach a breaking point and, and the shooting will start. That's the one thing that keeps them in check. Yeah, well, And I think I, communist governments, through, governments throughout well, history have proven I, I, that. I agree and disagree with that because of okay. uh, uh, two things. Uh, number one, what we just went through here in New Mexico during the scamdemic, we had full and complete unchecked tyranny from our government. And... You know, I mean, other than uh, the few of us free thinkers and business owners and stuff that stood up, I mean, there is a lot of people that just went along with it. And then for two, which is something I've uh, alluded to before in some of my social media posts and stuff, a lot of the people that would be very resistive, I mean, to the point of outright militarily resistive to some of this stuff, have been taken in and uh, pacified by the whole uh, QAnon movement, which keeps moving the goalposts and saying that this mythical Q, whoever, is going to come save them. 
And you know, I kind of wonder who's from, behind that whole movement, whether or not it's, you know, people assume that the, the whole Q movement is people that uh, are on our side. But that may not necessarily be the case. No, and if you look at it, it's uh, historically available, and from more sources than just Wikipedia, um, the uh, KGB in the USSR, they ran an operation that was strikingly similar, if not the same, as the Q movement. It was called Operation Trust, and it was there to identify and pacify dissidents to keep them from becoming a threat to the people in power. But... You know, I'm not really sure that uh, where we'll reach a point where the shooting would start hypothetically, because there's a lot of people that have been sucked in, pacified and brainwashed. And they're under this uh, group think uh, herd mentality with it. And, you know, it's quite scary. Well, you know, I've I've said all along and I've I've stayed true to what I've said. I've got. I've got various different lines in the sand I've drawn, okay? One line in the sand I drew was when they came out with the mask mandates, and I knew that it was going to be taken further. When they came out with the mask mandates, I said right then, okay, I'm drawing a line right here on this one. I am not going to comply with this, period, for any reason whatsoever, no matter what the consequences are. And I stood by that. I never complied, ever, not a single time. And I didn't comply with anything that happened after it, the jabs and all this other crap. I didn't comply with any of it. Now, I've got a line in the sand when it comes to someone invading my home for any reason whatsoever. If you try to invade my home to take away my firearms, that is a line I have also drawn in the sand. That is something I will not tolerate. That is the point in which I will... I will utilize my Second Amendment because I think I have the right to at that well, point. That's one of you those, violated all my rights at that point. That's one of those things that um, I got. I've been I got banned from a couple of uh, social media sites for. Is um, you know there was some uh, leftists that were like, well, the well, what if they uh, decide you know the ATF's going to come and uh, take your AR-15s? They're going to take this and that from you. And uh, my thing was, uh, well, you know what? I'm not going to sit there and play into fear porn or anything like that. My point point blank, the ATF can stack up or pound sand. Yeah, and the you know, and everyone blames the ATF. ATF does not have the resources to actually do that. It's no. going to happen at the local level where the police or the sheriff are going to have to come to your home to get those guns. And they have to go through a process. You know, there is this notion of due process. They don't have the time or energy to go after law-abiding citizens, no matter what the law is. Right. And, you know, a lot of sheriffs are simply not going to do that. They're going to say, sorry, this is crossing the line for me. I'm not going to do this. This is violating the Constitution. We're not doing it. Right. And the question is, as you draw that line and you're pressed to rethink that line, because they're pushing up against it, and the question is, well, you're saying, well, if you're going to do that, I'll sue you or I'll take other action or I'll let you do it. It's sort of like if you have five you know, law enforcement officers approach your home, ARs drawn, knocking on your door or blasting through your door, you may have drawn that line that says you're going to fight. You're going to lose. Oh, I realize that. All right, and, I, re- I, yeah. I, I am, and I am not in denial about that. Okay, nope, I me, realize. Me I real, I real, but I look at it this way. 
I'm a Christian. I've been saved. Um, I've led a great life, and I'm happy with that. So that's just where I stand on that. Okay, and and, yeah. and, and I respect your you know decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I come from the Jewish tradition, and we choose life, but there are still lines that we can't cross. Right. Yeah. And there are certain things that we can't do. And if I have a choice of having my life taken or having someone else's life taken, you know, I have to make a decision that, you know, what am I going to do? See, but, I, I am sure that during the Revolutionary War, there were a lot of people asking that same question. They were saying, okay, um, the British have, have done this much to us. At what point do we decide we're not going to take it anymore? And, and they obviously drew a line, and there was a line which was crossed. Now, the way I look at it is our Constitution protects a lot of our rights. When, when those, all of those rights are being violated, um, if we don't stand up, it's meaningless. Well, and that's the problem, because we have in this three-legged stool of government, if the three legs all work, then we have protection. Mm -hmm. But when those legs fail, or we have the bureaucracy out there that has taken over, there's no longer that independence or freedom that we all expect. So we want to have, we want to know that the courts are going to have our back if the executive branch is violating it. If the legislature overreaches, we want the executive to say, I will not obey. And we see that. Yeah. But not when they're all on the same team. Right. We have a lot of these activist judges and stuff in place that just want to toe the company line. And from a libertarian standpoint, as far as the Constitution goes, I can actually argue that every single one of those things listed on the Bill of Rights has been infringed. Our freedom of speech has been infringed. Oh, I totally People agree. are being censored left and right. The Second Amendment, the way that it was written, is being infringed. I'm sorry. I mean, if I can't well, order shall it, not be infringed I mean, is pretty yeah, straightforward. Pretty much. I mean, you know, I mean, people may call me crazy for it, but if I can't order a surface-to-air missile on Amazon and have it next day delivered, my Second Amendment rights are being violated. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> All right. The whole, uh, you know, the question is: Are you going to take that second? Are you going to take that surface-to-air missile, and are you going to commit a crime with it? That's really what it comes down to. Well, that's the beautiful thing about the Second Amendment. Yeah, it's nobody's business why I have it. As soon as, uh, as long as I'm not violating anybody else's rights with it, which would be the commission of a crime, it's perfectly fine. Now, don't even get me started on due process and everything with these uh, January 6th protesters. I mean, these people have been unconstitutionally detained. Oh, I have been hammering away oh, at that one for months. it is terrible. Uh, search and seizure laws, well, you know what? The Fourth Amendment's kind of out the window with a lot of places that have passed the red flag laws and everything. It's just like, oh, well, hey, uh, I think so-and-so's, so-and-so's crazy, and he's going to go shoot up some stuff, so we're going to go in and raid this guy's house. Um, you know, the, um, eighth amendment, cruel and un- unusual punishment. That was something that I spoke out about way on early during mm-hmm. the scamdemic. They're mandating 
these this experimental vaccine on prisoners. You've got our January. Well, 6th. that's scientific yep. uh, experimentation, which is something that the Nazis did. They they experimented right. on prisoners, it's and that's essentially only, what you're doing. Right. It's not only a violation of the Eighth Amendment; it's also a violation of the Nuremberg Code, which we are a the United States signed onto. But you know that's that's out the window with that. Our January sixth defendants being kept in solitary confinement for over a year and a half. And I know, being somebody that works in the prisons, people that have been in solitary confinement for a long period of time, they start to undergo what we call uh, mental decompensation. They start losing their cognitive faculties, and it's it's a terrible thing. Uh, states' rights, you know, the Tenth Amendment. No, the, we've got executives that want to, uh, you know, legislate from their office and unconstitutionally rule through executive order instead of following the right channels. I mean, that's that's all ten. I can keep going, but well, you know, it's it's like the, this is how I look at it. Okay, when I talk about lines drawn in the sand, the United States as a country draws lines in the sand with other countries. Okay, and this is I think this is a perfect analogy. Okay. Like the the thing with the war in Iraq. Okay, we told Saddam Hussein, well, if you do this, then we're going to use military force against you. Well, he did. He crossed that line. So we went to war with Iraq. I look at it as the same way as a an American citizen. There is a line. Okay, there's a certain amount of tyranny I am going to tolerate because I believe there are diplomatic ways to deal with it. But once you cross that line, well, then we're going to war. That's just, that's just how we're taking it to the next level. So that's just the way I look at it. You have to have that on the table, because if you don't have that on the table, uh, your liberty's gone. What we've learned through <clears throat> the last several decades is that the line in the sand um, gets blown around a lot. And... The truth is, you know, whenever we draw a line and Iran has figured it out, North Korea has figured it out, India and Pakistan have figured it out, Russia, East, is, uh, Russia Israel, Especially China, when you got Biden in charge. If you have the nuclear bomb or capability and are not willing to give up that, and no country has... The real issue is wherever we draw that line, it's meaningless. Right. Iran has or soon will have the bomb, and whether they mean to use it against us or more likely its arch enemy with whom it does not have a border, yeah. the so state here, of Israel. Here's, I a, mean, here's a point I want to make, and it has something to do something you said a little while ago. It's like, are you willing to die to... Um, uphold that line in the sand. I'm afraid that Iran is willing they to are. die. They are ran by an extremist government. I, that and it, you know, Russians and and everybody else. I don't think they're willing to do that. They're, they they would rather stay alive. But Iranians, I think they're true believers, and I think that if they can take out the infidel, even if they have to pay the ultimate price to do it, I'm afraid that maybe they would. And well, and I think that's a real concern. But just having the bomb, I mean, Pakistan has it because India had it. Right. Or India has it because Pakistan had it. Because they're arch enemies which shared a country. Yeah, they share a border. Well, they shared an actual country. Yeah. Um, bef you know, until the British left. Right. So, you know, the problem is that changes everything. 
North Korea, we could blow North Korea off the map, but we don't know what that means. Right. And we're not really willing to go to war with a country that is so isolated that the Chinese tolerate them because they share a border. The South Koreans are seemingly afraid of them because North Korea is crazy. Yeah. Um, Japan seems to get all the missiles flown over. I it. know. And Constantly. they're not happy, but they're demilitarized. I know. The, the only country that's ever been nuked has nuclear-capable missiles flying over them. I think that's just, I think that's some psychological warfare going on by Kim there, to be honest. Well, and look, there's historical enmity between, I mean, way before World War II, between the Koreans and the Japanese. Oh, they, yeah. And mostly the Japanese action against right, the Koreans. Right. Um, and it's not the Japan of today, but Japan has to live with that history. Right. But frankly, every country has to deal with its history. Right. America has to deal with right. we have, its we history. We have terrible history. We have to deal with the stuff that we did to our indigenous peoples here. Every country, every country has what dark parts what this of their country history. has done over time, Sean, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, whether to uh, Hispanic folks, the Chinese that came in, Right. To work on railroads, the Irish, yeah, who were some of my like ancestors, some of yeah. my ancestors yeah. who were slaves. I, I have that. I have that that I argue with a lot of these uh, reparations people about all the time. I have Irish ancestors that worked the railroads for nothing more than f- the food that they got to eat. <laughs> and you know, and you know, it's it's true of African Americans. We have to deal with it. Right. It's, it's not a reparations issue no, to me. No, it's just part of our history and something to learn from. But we have to own it. And, right. Um, you know, and that's where critical race theory comes in. It's oh, education, it's diversity, equity, inclusion yeah. in its current state. Um, there's nothing, by the way, I'll put it out on the table. I love diversity, equity, and inclusion, but not the way it's being interpreted right. today. No, the way right. it's being interpreted today is just uh, like Jim Crow on steroids. They want to put so many labels on people to separate them as opposed to bring them together. Hey, guys, we're approaching the end of the second hour, so there was one more point that I wanted to make on this Biden speech thing. I, you, you saw this, Mark. The one thing that I thought was funny is supposedly this is a get-out-the-vote rally okay now you know if trump is doing a rally he's in an area he brings people up like you got somebody running for governor he's going to bring them up he's going to plug them he's going to let them talk for a minute he's going to stand up and endorse them biden didn't bring anybody up the only thing that happened is right after he finished his speech is the tiny tyrant which i think the visual on this was awful i think she looked like a munchkin stepping up on the stage i did did you think the same thing too yeah, I, I I thought she looked like a munchkin stepping on the stage. It was just really weird. She stepped up on the stage. She didn't say anything after he finished his speech. But I, I just wonder if you caught that same visual that I did. I, I was more concerned about the lack of him coming up to Deb Haaland, his secretary of the interior, Yeah, and shaking her hand. He walked away from her. Yeah. And that to me, is disrespectful of our Native Americans and her leadership, if if, if yeah. you can call what she's doing. So he didn't but, really boost anybody. He came here no. supposedly to to help these people, but he didn't. Re- it was all about him. He didn't actually do anything 
to help any of these people. He didn't bring anybody up. He didn't endorse anybody. Uh, So anyway, hey, that's the end of the second hour, uh, everybody. So stick around. The third hour is going to be awesome. We still got lots of great stuff to talk about. So we'll be back after the break. Just kidding. 